Over 2,000 years ago, two disillusioned disciples walked along a dusty road to Emmaus. They had just witnessed Jesus, their friend and leader, whom they hoped to be the Messiah, suffer a gruesome death by crucifixion. Doubt, fear, and uncertainty clouded their conversation as they journeyed home questioning the future. Until something miraculous happened. The risen Jesus appeared and answered their questions. Today, many young Catholics step onto college campuses with numerous questions about their faith, yearning to know if the seed of faith given to them as a child is both true and practical. Using the miracle on the road to Emmaus as a model, young adult ministers conversed weekly for three months with college students about the most pressing questions they had about the Catholic faith. As they journeyed together virtually, something amazing happened. Doubts disappeared, fears faded, and Jesus revealed that he is still alive. Hearts Burning Within Us, the latest book from Patchwork Heart Ministry, scheduled to be released in the summer of 2021, is a result of that grace-infused conversation. To pre-order your copy and help spread the word about the book, visit patchworkheart.org. Welcome to the Sowing Hope Podcast. This is a show all about implanting hope in our hearts. I'm Bill Snyder, joined by my friend Anne DeSantis. We're glad you're here for our uplifting conversation about faith and how it sustains our hearts through all the seasons of life. Thanks for walking with us. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Sowing Hope Podcast. This is Anne DeSantis here. And on behalf of my co-host, Bill Snyder, we welcome you to our podcast. Uh, unfortunately, my co-host is not able to join us on this day, uh, but with me, I have an amazing guest. I have Jocelyn Ciccarelli, and I'm going to read you her bio because she really has an amazing one. She is the president and publisher of Loyola Press. Prior to this role, she served the organization as vice president of new product development and Director of Curricula Development, leading the editorial and design teams. With over 25 years of experience in educational and trade publishing, Joellen has developed award-winning children's books, literacy programs, religious education, curriculums for all ages, and books and resources for adults. She was edit editor for Fred Rogers of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, producing his longest running book series for teachers. Joellen is the architect of Adapt, Adaptive Finding God, a comprehensive faith formation program for children with disabilities, and the author of a, a variety of children's books and curricula, including Leo's Gifts, Meredith's Gift, and the Investigator Club Pre-Kindergarten Learning System, a nationally recognized early childhood curriculum. She is a wife mother of two, parish volunteer, and former elementary teacher, catechist, and youth group leader. Wow. <laughs> Welcome again, Joellen. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to talk to you today. 
Thank you. I would also like to make a shout out to our friend, Kathy Nipper, who is also, also an author and a good friend of Loyola and, and a good friend of the Sewing Hope podcast. And she introduced us so that you could be here with us on this evening. Um, so why don't we start with you, with your life? I know you're a mother of two and you have a lot to talk about in terms of your career and all the wonderful things that you've done. But let's start with you and, and with family. I mean, we just finished Thanksgiving not too long ago and uh, we're in that season of family and of celebration, aren't we? We are. And it, it was a special one this year because we were able to invite, you know, family members to come back together when we haven't in the last couple of years. So it was a really good and tender Thanksgiving for us this year. Um, so I've been married 31 years. It'll be 32 next September. Um, we have two children, my husband, Paul, and I. Um, I have a daughter, Karamia, and she is 25. And I have a son, Robbie, who is almost 21 this week. So um, we're getting we're we're getting them grown and launched. It's wonderful. Um, so that's a little bit about my family. I you know I as you can see I through my bio I've I've worked a long time but I managed for twelve years to cheat the system. I was I worked from home while I was raising my kids long before working from home was a a thing. So I was able to have a career. Um, in publishing while I was raising my kids. So I, I sort of got the best of both worlds. I didn't sleep very much, but um, I was able to, to do both things. Uh, prior to publishing, I taught for seven years in three different states. My husband kept moving me around the country and there was no reciprocity with teaching certificates. I would have to take new tests and more classes every time we moved. So after my seventh year, I said, are you gonna keep moving me around the country? And he said, I think I am. And I said, okay, then I need to find a career that'll move with me. And that's when I transitioned into um, publishing. What an amazing journey you've been on. And uh, as you were talking, I have to say, we have a couple of similarities. One is the amount of years that we've been married around the same amount, because my husband and I are going to be in this coming year celebrating our 33rd wedding anniversary. And we also have two kids that are around the same age as yours. I, my, my older daughter's 25 and my younger daughter's 22. So <laughs> right there. Right there. It's, yeah. um, it's, it's feeling pretty good right now. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> they're making no, I understand. <laughs> they're making their way. So my daughter just started a career as an attorney. So she's done with law school and was sworn in virtually a couple of weeks ago and has started her job. And then my son is a junior in college. He goes to St. Norbert College in Green Bay and he's on the track team there. So um, I get to go see him in a track meet Saturday. And I'm really excited about it because we weren't allowed to go the last year when he, because of COVID. So it'll be fun to watch him do his thing again, so. Well, we'll lift up a prayer for him too. And, and Thank thanks you. for sharing about your family life. Uh, and I, cause I know there's a lot to talk about in terms of what you've done with your career. Um, let's start out with Loyola and your, your work there. 
Sure. So um, I've been at Loyola Press since 2008. I came in as the director of curricula development. So I ran the editorial and design and production teams for the textbook division. Um, and then became vice president of new product development where I took over trade and um, curriculum. And then um, I was fortunate enough to be promoted um, into the role of, of president and publisher when my predecessor retired. So um, I feel so blessed to work at Loyola Press. Um, it is a place where my personal life and my professional life match up seamlessly. Um, it's a place where I feel so strongly about the mission and helping people have transformative experiences spiritually that, that lead them to, to God and through Jesus Christ. And that's really important to me. And so um, I don't feel like I go to work every day. It's actually a, a blessing. Um, it all, all matches up quite nicely. So that's, that's my career at Loyola right now. I, I love what I do. Well, there's nothing better than that. And, and that you're living out your mission in the church in such a beautiful way. I have to say, I love Loyola Press. I mean, I, I, the books yes. that I have from Loyola, I'm just uh, in love with. <laughs> and we've had quite a few guests here on the Sewing Home podcast of different authors. And, and so that's a blessing as well. And so I know you've done even more than that. So you're busy with your full-time job, right? You're, you are obviously full-time. Uh, you've got the 25 years of experience in educational and trade publishing. Uh, talk about that. The 25 sure. years, long time. A really long time. I started my um, career in publishing at a company called Creative Teaching Press. Um, they're in Cypress, Huntington Beach, California. Um, and, uh, I, I started there the year I got teacher of the year. I quit teaching and went over to publishing and, um, it was a tough decision, but it was one I'm really glad I made. I, I feel like I can touch more kids this way, um, you know, in, in a broader sense, um, not as deeply necessarily as I did when I was a classroom teacher, but more broadly, I mean, while I was there. I was really fortunate to become Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers editor for two years. I saw that. It's amazing. I, I did 12 books with Fred. They were called the Grow and Learn with Mr. Rogers series. Um, and what they did was they, they, they matched up episodes of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood with uh, classroom activities and activities that you could do in the home. So if the kids viewed uh, an, an episode of it, then you could extend that learning beyond just, you know, consuming and watching, watching TV. I have to tell you, Mr. Rogers is exactly the same in real life mm -hmm. as he was on television. Um, I can I can tell you one, I'll tell you one quick story that let me know that I was um, working with somebody incredibly special. Um, I was on set in the land of make-believe the very first time. I'm, I'm 31 years old. My daughter is a year old. I can't believe my good fortune that I, I'm here in Pittsburgh, you know, on the set in the land of make-believe. King's Friday's castle is there. All I have with me, I have a, because this is 
pre-cell phones, I have a disposable camera and I am bound and determined to get my photograph with Mr. Rogers. So we are, you know, on set and there's people milling around. And I asked him, um, Mr. Rogers, would you mind if I had my photo taken with you? And I sort of sheepishly pulled out my camera and he said, I wouldn't mind um, having my picture taken with you at all. He said, but I'd like to take your picture with them first. And he took my camera and he turned around and it was the caterer and the key grip and the cameraman. And he said, they're the people who do all the real work around here. And he put these people around me and he, he took my camera and he took my photo with all the people who worked on the show. And then he gave my camera to someone and he said, now I'd be happy to have my picture taken with you. What a, what a humble servant. Oh, he was extraordinary. Mm -hmm. he, to, me, to me, he seems like, I mean, only God knows, right? But I mean, he has the markings of that saint, doesn't he? I mean, he just, has, he absolutely. Yes. I believe I encountered a, a living saint. And what's yeah. really interesting to me is there, are you know, I've, I've met two people in my life and Pope Francis was the other, actually. I met two people in my life that I truly felt um, that the Holy Spirit was working through them and they just had a presence um, that was unique and special. And, and Fred, Fred Rogers was one and Pope Francis was the other. And what great company to keep. I feel uh, <laughs> I, sometimes I have to pinch myself yeah. um, that my life has been so blessed and, you know, it's kind of amazing. It um, really is. Thank you for sharing. That's really beautiful. I, I will not forget those stories that you just told Thanks. because, Thanks. you know, it's meeting people like them. I mean, as, as, as short as that experience was, it's something that you're telling how many years later, right? 30, whatever. However, you said your daughter's 25, so maybe right, uh, right. 24 years ago, wherever it was, mm -hmm. um, because I know that he passed away. I believe it was in the early 2000s, I think, sometime. He, he did, and his illness was really short. And, um, you know, I have one other story that I don't often tell because I'm still sort of trying to process it um, I, because I had done work with them in the past and I'm still friends with the neighborhood. Um, I still talk to people. There had been, from time to time, we would um, chat or I would um, do freelance jobs for them or, or we would, you know, just visit. And I got a phone call one day from somebody who worked with him. And I was so busy and so overwhelmed. And I was working on something and I didn't return the call. And well, I guess this is a life lesson, return the calls yes. because they were calling to tell me that he was sick mm. and they didn't leave a message, obviously. And I didn't return the call. And about two weeks later, he passed away. And, uh, you know, that's one of my, uh, I have very few regrets in my life, but that's one, yeah. that is one of them. I should have picked up the phone and called back, but I just felt like, oh, if they ask me to do a freelance job, I will have a hard time saying no. And I just, so I sort of avoided the situation. And now I wish I had, you know, picked up mm. the phone and called back. Um, that being said, um, I'm sure Fred forgives me. And uh, that's right. And um, I learned a lesson. So 
Yeah, that's... it's a good lesson, I think, for all of us. Um, I, I, I know for my, in my own life, I have one not exactly like that, but it's along those same lines of, you know, not making that uh, call back or whatever, and then you just don't know what happens. So thank you so much for sharing on that. Uh, so tell us a little bit more now. Um, I want to mention some of the books that you, they're in your bio. Um, the, you're the architect of ADAPT, Finding God, a comprehensive faith formation program for children with disabilities, and the author of a variety of children's books. I'll just mention them, and we can just talk about all of them, including sure. Leo's Gift, Meredith's Gift, The Investigator Club, Free Kindergarten Learning excuse me, System, a nationally recognized early childhood curriculum. So please tell us more. Sure. So I'll start with adaptive finding God. Um, when, I when I first started at Loyola, one thing that became really clear quite quickly was that there were kids around the country with disabilities and um, they weren't um, necessarily being served um, to receive the sacraments or to have faith formation. And it wasn't that people didn't want to help. It was that there weren't resources um, to help. Um, because the USCCB has really clear guidelines for the reception of the sacraments for people with disabilities, but you have to be able to show that you can um, meet those. So uh, we embarked on um, a, an adventure really, um, working very closely with the National Catholic Partnership on Disability and um, developed a full curriculum um, and sacramental preparation kits too for, um, for people with disabilities and special needs. Uh, we have, it has two levels, a hands-on level for people for whom grade level doesn't matter and reading doesn't matter. And then we have also an adapted grade level. So we um, created adaptations to every single lesson of uh, one of our core curricula um, finding God, our response to God's gifts, so that there can be full inclusion too for kids with disabilities. We are the only um, publishing company to create such a thing. And um, it was the right thing to do. And I'm so glad we did it. Every month I get a beautiful letter or a photograph um, from a family or a parish or a DRE or a pastor um, thanking us for the materials because they are life-changing and helping people be fully included in, in the faith, which I love. Um, the Investigator Club is a preschool curriculum that I worked on long before I came to Loyola Press. Um, I have an amazing co-author, um, Beth Wise, and together we, we work to develop a preschool curriculum that is still um, uh, being used today all over the country. Um, and then Leo's Gift and Meredith Gift's, Meredith's Gift are the last two books that I worked on um, for, it was actually for Loyola Press. I came out of retirement. Um, Leo's Gift is a picture book um, about a little guy who is trying to discover what his gift might be um, in life and to the world. And he accidentally discovers that he's quite um, a natural at the piano. And um, at the end of the story, it's sort of a tangential Christmas book too, which is so great. At the end of the um, 
book, he um, he shows up at his sister's piano recital and then plays Joy to the World and surprises everyone at the recital with his rendition of it. It's, it's a sweet story. Um, and then Meredith's Gift is a sequel. It's actually about his sister, uh, Meredith, who believes that basketball has her gift, and it is, but she discovers she has a, a, a an illness that won't allow her to play anymore. So she mm-hmm. ends up um, deciding that maybe her she's going to use her gift to help coach. And so she becomes a basketball coach. Um, these two, these books for me, um, raising kids like you, I, I watched, two, I have two children with incredibly different talents and, and incredibly different um, ways of proceeding. And, and uh, I wanted to make sure that I raised them in a way that would um, help them blossom and, and follow their own passion and dreams. And so Leo's Gift was really the first book. It was about how do you help kids um, explore um, what and, and find their noble purpose or at least one mm, of them. That's good. Noble purpose. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because if you help children find that noble purpose, um, then they are going to proceed the rest of their lives in a way that makes the world a better place and mm. makes them happy too. It makes others happy. You can't beat it. Yeah, I firmly believe that what children are taught at a young age, not just about reading, writing and arithmetic, but about life and about what's important and about, um, you know, and if they're Catholic, right, what does it really mean to be Catholic? Right. And so, yes. So I, I just think that's beautiful. My kids school have a school motto and it ends with we pray, we learn, we serve. Mm. And the kids all know their emotions to it. They make prayerful hands when they say we pray. When they say we learn, they open their hands like a book. And then when they say we serve, they, they push their hands out. And um, I feel like <clears throat> they've been saying that motto and living that credo since they were three, you know, from ages three to mm. through eighth grade. And it imprints and it's good. <laughs> yeah. Imprints is a good word because that's what it does. It, it's sort of like it imprints the soul, doesn't it? The spirit yes. of what's your mission. Everybody has a mission that baptismal call to serve, <laughs> to love God, love neighbor. So I, I just thank you for the wonderful work that you're doing. Now we're coming into this, you know, giving season, aren't we? Um, mm-hmm. In fact, we're in it when this podcast is being aired early December, uh, so for people who are listening and watching this podcast and might be thinking, hmm, you know, those holidays are coming, Christmas is coming, I need to get some gifts. Uh, what could you recommend or what, what should they do in order to get to your site and be able to see all the great books that are available? That's a great question. So if you go to www.loyolapress.com, that's our website, loyolapress.com. And we have a couple of things right now that are really special. One is we have the 12 books of Christmas um, and it's a wonderful collection of children's books if you have kids in your life. 
um, that is a special going on right now. And they sort of run the gamut from beautiful Christmas books to, uh, you know, everyday children's books too. Um, that is great. And then for adults, um, if you have elders in your life, we have a book called Sharing the Wisdom of Time. We gathered wisdom stories from elders all over the world. And then Pope Francis answers those stories. So he tells his own. And, and what's really cool is on Christmas Day, Netflix is coming out with a documentary series, The Wise Generation with Pope Francis, that's based on this book. Oh, so my goodness. Jane Goodall is in the series. Martin Scorsese is in the series. Uh -huh. And obviously, Pope Francis is in the series. They are also in the book. So that, I think, is a great Christmas gift for adults, elder, grandparents, and really any grown-up. Um, and it now is going to be a Netflix series on Christmas Day. It launches. So I'm so excited about that. Oh, um, I am too. That, that's a big deal. It really is. And is it, so if you go to your website, is it kind of like right on that front page somewhere that people would find it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And if they, there's a, a banner, you know, that's running and I'm sure the 12 books of Christmas and sharing the wisdom of time are on there. Um, also just in the search bar, they can search wisdom, Pope Francis, whatever they need to. So, um, mm -hmm. and then the children's books will be pretty obvious too. So, um, that is exciting. I'm definitely going to check that out. Thank you uh, for that information. Yeah, we are really excited. What a blessing and a surprise. Um, it's kind of amazing. So we're really happy about it. It really is. So is there anything else that's going on in this coming, like say end of 2021, going into 2022 that you want the audience to know about? One of the things that I think um, I'd love to share is um, we at Loyola Press try to sort of, um, St. Ignatius says, go in their door and take them out yours. And more and more because of the pandemic and otherwise kids are online and we develop the very first Catholic video game called Wander Light, a pilgrim's adventure. And it, it, you take on the avatar, the persona of the pilgrim and grownups and kids love this game. So if you're a gamer, it might be for you. And it's called Wanderlight. And you travel through these worlds, you meet saints, you meet people like Moses um, and you go on quests um, to help make the world a better place. Mm. Um, and then at the end of every level, um, you do an Ignatian examine prayer and you, you, you speak with Jesus about what maybe you've learned in the game that you can transfer out into the world, into real life. So we're really, really proud of, of that too. Um, we have big, a lot of big things great. happening, <laughs> yeah. really big things. It's been, it's, it's a pleasure. Like I said, it doesn't feel like a job. Yes. I, I just have to commend you. And I, I know you're a very humble person and, and just like Fred Rogers, when he turned around and took the picture with everyone else, else that was in the studio. I mean, I think you're, I see that in you too, that you're um, you don't take credit for some of these uh, beautiful things that are happening. So I just thank you for your humility and for your service, right? Just beautiful service. Um, so thank you. 
Um, I didn't know if there was anything else that you wanted to share. I know that you're very active at your own church and um, and also doing some other things there. Did you want to talk about any of that? So, the, you know, the last thing I worked on at St. Francis was um, I helped put together um, an anniversary book. You know, it, they say, go with what you know, like use your... T- use your everyday talents to try to help where you are. Um, And so that um, was the latest thing that I worked on. It was kind of a labor of love. I learned a lot about my, the starting of my parish in the 1800s, but also about my town and my community in general. And I would just tell folks that um, whatever your talent is, whatever your gift is, I know that your parish, your church has a need in some area and, and just pick up the phone and say, you know, can I, how can I help? Um, it's always, uh, I, I think, a worthwhile experience. I always get as much out of it as I, as I give, which is a wonderful byproduct of, of life when you engage in it and, and go for it. So. Yes, engage. That's such a good word because we're all ministers of mercy in some way, aren't we? We are. We really are. I just thank you so much for being a guest on the Sewing Hope podcast, both for myself and my wonderful co-host, who unfortunately wasn't able to join us this time around. But maybe if you join us again, uh, you'll get to meet Bill Snyder, the founder of Patchwork Heart Ministry. Um, and I just invite you to tell us where they can also connect with you. I know you mentioned the website. Are there any other social medias that you want to mention? Sure. So we are on face, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all under Loyola Press. And um, we also have an amazing community, um, a Facebook community, um, Catholic Faith Formation, it's called. And it's all sorts of folks who are engaged in um, faith formation, catechists, DREs, teachers, principals, lots of idea sharing. Um, and it's a wonderful place to go and be inspired and, and um, keep going every day to share the good news. Amen. Thank you so much, Joel. And it's an you. honor to have you. And, and I just invite everyone to connect with you. So um, one more thing I want to mention that in this season of giving, you know, consider uh, patronizing Uh, Loyola Press and and the wonderful products that they have and also Patchwork Heart Ministry by going to patchworkheart.org and and learning more about our mission. So on behalf of Bill Snyder and myself, we'll see all of you next time. Keep sowing hope into broken hearts. God bless. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sowing Hope on Patchwork Heart Radio. For more information about this podcast and our ministries, visit our websites, patchworkheart.org and andesantis.com. You can also follow and interact with us on Twitter at PWH Ministry or andesantis2.
Over 2,000 years ago, two disillusioned disciples walked along a dusty road to Emmaus. They had just witnessed Jesus, their friend and leader, whom they hoped to be the Messiah, suffer a gruesome death by crucifixion. Doubt, fear, and uncertainty clouded their conversation as they journeyed home questioning the future. Until something miraculous happened. The risen Jesus appeared and answered their questions. Today, many young Catholics step onto college campuses with numerous questions about their faith, yearning to know if the seed of faith given to them as a child is both true and practical. Using the miracle on the road to Emmaus as a model, young adult ministers conversed weekly for three months with college students about the most pressing questions they had about the Catholic faith. As they journeyed together virtually, something amazing happened. Doubts disappeared, fears faded, and Jesus revealed that he is still alive. Hearts Burning Within Us, the latest book from Patchwork Heart Ministry, scheduled to be released in the summer of 2021, is a result of that grace-infused conversation. To pre-order your copy and help spread the word about the book, visit patchworkheart.org.